Again, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. We record this not for you, but for, and not for posterity, because nobody gives a fuck what you dipshits think. Uh, but uh, I put these in, I have a time capsule. And uh, that, um, you know, a thousand years from now, if anybody's left on the planet. But uh, more importantly, that when you go out and you fuck something up in, um, in Jordan or uh, Jakarta or uh, Australia, and you say, Dan said this, Dan said that. And I pull out the old fucking tapes. And I said, listen, you little cunt, this is which, how you do it. And uh, my lady, my lord, uh, can we, uh, will you uh, give us the pleasure of your listening <coughs> to this tape? And it says, Mr. Pena says, and then they play the thing, listen, you little fucking cunt, this is how you do it. This is what you do then. And of course, your testimony, you're suing me because you've lost everybody's money because you've started a hedge fund or you've done something <coughs> blamed it on me. That's why these are here. And you would ask me, well, Dan, why do you do that? Because it's happened before. Speaking of cunts, it's a little weasel cunt. Come on, sit down. Sit down, you little shit. Uh, the, uh, who is, thinks he's made some success. So he wanted to get a beating, so he came in late. Uh, but remember, the weekly reports, if they're one minute late, I don't read them. So the, some of you will already give up and not even give me a weekly report. Because you know you're so undisciplined because you're such a bunch of shitheads that you can't do something on time. Is that hard for you to believe, Simon? I do what I say. Okay, well that's fine. If you do what you say, we'll get along fine. We'll get along fine. So getting back to the tape, we have the tape, for not just for posterity, for when the aliens come and take over the planet, but so when you say that I told you to do something, or I led you to believe to do this, this, and that, and the other thing, um, I'm quoted all over the place. I have little, there's quite a little few mini-me's running around. Some of which are in the Hall of Shame, some of which are on the Hall of Fame behind you, but there's a lot of little mini-me's over the last 21 years. Uh, the most famous is Bodo Schaefer. Bodo the Schaefer, who I trained, uh, and uh, still speaks highly of me, I'm told. He's probably one of the brightest guys that I've ever worked with. And he's a great guy, except he's got larceny, not because, but he has a little larceny in his heart. And um, last time I talked to him, he didn't believe in taxes, paying taxes. I don't know if that's still the case. I, I think he might have gone to jail for that. But um, the, um, you're here, again, as I told you, not to network, not to make friends. We're going to talk about the movie and the article I told you to read last night after we get off YouTube. But just in general, before I go through a few slides, we show you a tape about fear because most of you aren't more successful because you're afraid. You call it a lot of different things. I'm not educated enough. I need an MBA. I don't have any qualifications. In this country, they talk about qualifications. I don't know what that means. To me, qualifications were, when I was a young guy, you know, did the girl, how many, how many guys, girls, how many guys did the girls fuck? Am I qualified to fuck this guy? Am I any good? Qualifications mean you had degrees, diplomas, etc., to give you some sort of substantiation to do what you, you think you want to do. But all those reasons, and these people, both on my influencer side, my Hall of Fame side, and my Hall of Shame side, 
Some had qualifications, some had no qualifications. Some of the biggest people that influenced me in my life didn't get past the third grade. It, 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 all that's bullshit. The truth of the matter is you're afraid to try. And the truth of the matter is you're afraid to fail. And some cultures, a lot of Asian cultures, are afraid to fail. It's built in. A lot of education, don't fail. Now, there is no magic line. The more education you have, the less you fail. I point to my, my friend here on the right that this is his seventh seminar. He still makes mistakes. He doesn't make the same mistakes you're going to make. And he's been very successful. But he still makes mistakes. Because the first 35 years of his life, I don't know, 39 years of his life, more or less, was under a very structured environment vis-a-vis -vis education. Uh, he's a scientist uh, by education. Uh, his degrees and diplomas are in physics, etc. And so he has a certain way of looking at things, which is all wrong to making any fucking money. Do we have any accountants who studied accountancy in college, in university in the audience? One. You're in trouble. Okay. Do we have any lawyers? We, I know we have at least one lawyer. You're in trouble. Okay. Do we have any uh, engineers? You're in big fucking trouble. Now why do I say that? Because ostensibly, if you're an accountant, you're an engineer, or you're a lawyer, you're supposed to be more qualified because you're brighter. That's the theory, isn't it? Mm, that's bullshit. It's not true. What you are is you're more structured. Was Steve Jobs structured? Hey, man, what's happening, dude? And I have a lot of respect for him, but he dropped out of university in the third week at Oregon State or University of Oregon. Not a bad school. My kid brother went there for a while. Okay, let's do some things here on my... This seminar is allegedly, ostensibly, theoretically for high-performance people. What I should put there is a question mark. People that want to be high performance is what it is. But as I said last night at dinner, you're in the elite because you're here for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's not easy to get here. Not everybody loses their luggage like you did, Simon. But it's not easy to get here and it, it's not cheap. And we're going to talk about why I don't give seminars any place else in the world anymore. We're going to talk about why this is so expensive, although I have not changed the price since 1999. So just imagine how expensive it was in 1999. I picked a high price, and I didn't realize I hadn't changed the price in 1999 until one of my uh, uh, mentees, a uh, Dutch movie star, rock, guy, rock star, he said, you know, Dan, I paid the same thing in 99. He told me last year, I said, fuck, you mean I haven't changed the price in 99? But everybody cries about 10,000 pounds, which is about 17,000 American dollars and about 13,000 euros or something like that. And so I just keep it the same. And of course now I instituted the PPP, Pen Your Payment Plan, and uh, we have a, a, a student plan, which we have one student, the, the, the young kid, the blonde kid, that uh, looks like uh, Thor from, uh, the, from the Marvel movies. <laughs> okay, so you all want to be high performance. Shalom. Uh, v. Gates, hey dude, uh, salute, fuck yous, you cunt. 
In Glasgow, when they say hello to you, they give you a Glaswegian kiss. They headbutt you. Okay. Good morning. Again, you're not here to internet. You're not here to make friends. If you want a friend, buy a dog. One small step for a mankind and a quantum leap. No, one step for men and a quantum leap for mankind. Many are called, but few are chosen. Curelay's me, the $50 billion guy. Because I've created with you mooches like you. Can you believe it? Fucking dipshit mooches. The scum of the earth. $50 billion. It's hard to believe. It's even hard for me to believe. When I sit around and I look at your faces, y'all look like you fucking just came, you know, like you're fucking a hangover. Do you guys stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning to drink or something? No. no. Okay. But those guys behind you and gals, plus others that I can't talk about, <coughs> because everybody would like wealth, but not everybody wants to be famous. So the people that I talk about and the people that are on that wall are people that I have more or less permission to talk about. It's not that I've signed any non-disclosures or anything like that, but they rather be low profile. Low profile. One of the questions I'm going to ask you for your homework during this week is, you make a billion dollars, do you want to be up there? Or do you want to be on the low? Morpheus said in the Matrix, he is the one. Konstantin Grazos, the president of Onassis Group, lifetime confidant of Aristotle Onassis and my mentor for many years, one of the shrewdest to come along in a long time. And I was a kid then. But I wasn't shrewd because of the education I had, although I finally did go back and graduate from university after flunking out three times. Okay. Now, in Europe, you don't talk about flunking out of college. And if you drop out of school, it's for some bullshit reason. Oh, my mother got sick. My dad got dementia. My 14-year-old daughter got knocked up. Oh, some bullshit. But, so you don't talk about it. You don't brag about it. In Asia, in the Middle East, you don't brag about your son dropped out of Oxford. You might say Oxford. He went to Oxford, but you don't say he dropped out of Oxford because he's a fucking pea brain and he got in by accident. I used to be called the $400 million man, and I thought when I first started coaching, this would be all the credentials I ever needed. Actually, it was $445 million. I rounded it up to $450 million. Some people call it $500 million. And today's money, it's over a billion. But it's non-internet money. This is bricks and mortar. But this was so overwhelming to the kids that came to the seminars in 1993, 94, 95, that I actually stopped using it because they couldn't relate. Now that Zuckerberg and these guys have made tens of billions, 400 million is not, you know, now to you, most of you guys here, it's a lot of money. But it's, it's, it's a drop in the bucket. But it was so overwhelming to most people that I stopped using it as a, as, as a mantra for me. Of course now, because I've done this with you, mooches, they can more readily relate to it. Because stupid fucks like you have made the 50 billion for the most part. I have just fractions of that, various deals. But now you can relate to it. You feel more comfortable. It's within your comfort zone. It's within your comfort zone. I saw one set of golf clubs here. I presume they're yours. Yes. Okay. Used to be, well, Tom, well, he used to, he tried to be a professional golfer. You were for a while. Okay. But uh, he didn't make a, a jillion dollars, so now he's a, uh, an investment banker, okay, which is good for th that profession because people like to play golf, you know, you get them out there, etc. 
The richest, now, our goal here, see, the richest 85 people on the planet have more than 3.5 billion people on the planet. The richest 85 people. Now, I know it's not politically correct to talk about you want to dwarf and make, you know, take all the money from these guys. We're not here to take that money. What we're here is to be one of these guys. Every single person that will leave here in a week will cha change their goals. Some of you will just add zeros to what you thought you wanted. But every, we have changed. Last night I said, what is your success rate? I, I think it was you that asked me. 100%. We're 100% success, excuse me, in changing every swinging dick that has come through the seminar since 93, 94, live. Because if you had a half a million euros and now you got two million euros or whatever the number is, and you all know how to grow quantumly, just to give an example right away. When you start a business from scratch and the first 100,000 in revenue you have, that's geometric growth because you came from zero. So you all know how to do it, but what happens? Then you slow down. You stop doing what made you that first 100 grand or that first 5 million. I still talk about, and, or I should say people still talk about, one of my claims to fame that, you know, I, you know now that we're talking to this reality show people, these various people, some of the magical things I've done that have been like touched by the gods. Uh, $50 million in revenue my first year in business, all by myself with no employees except myself. Non-internet. I like, as I told you last night, my favorite is $65,000 into, into, 60, into 65 million, $60,000 in 65 million in 100 days. I think that's a better deal. And let's get something clear to begin with. I'm not going to be nice to you, but I like this definition of nice. Simon, read it. Middle English, foolish, wanton, from Anglo-French, silly, simple, from Latin, nexus, ignorant, from Nicaea, not to know. More at knee science. The original word in the 13th, 14th, 15th century, nice, was a mongoloid, an idiot, a simpleton. But of course, now what does it mean? Oh, he's a nice guy. When my mother used to tell me, I got a nice girl do you want to meet, forget about it. I don't want to know any nice girls. I want a girl that can suck the chrome off a trailer hitch. Like in where you live. Okay. So I'm not here to be nice to you. In fact, some people say the QLA is really how to be not nice and be a prick. Well, when we talk about the high-performance people, many of which are up there, most of them are pricks. Most of them are hard as nails. Some of you would consider them ruthless. Guys that I know that are on that wall say, Dan, you would be a trillionaire if you weren't so nice to people. Now get that. Just think about that when you're little pea brains. If I wasn't so nice to people. They think that this is a total waste of time me trying to get knowledge that I've gained over the last 40 plus years into your pea brains. Sometimes I think it's a waste of time too when I read some of your fucking weekly reports. Come like from a cretin, cretin. Everybody know what that is? One step above or below an idiot. I've <coughs> my greatest strength is my passion and drive. My greatest weakness is my passion and my drive. I've lost deals because I was too passionate. 
But I've gained more deals because of my passion than I've ever lost. I wrote your first hundred million the first time in the late 90s about, the, the, basically it's a great Western story, but I could write volumes about my failures. Volumes. Because I've had hundreds and hundreds of failures. But people only talk about and are interested in the methodology for that one success. And, and, and even though Great Western is a great story, 800 bucks into 450 million in eight years in a collapsing market, uh, which is a growth of 55 million percent, it's, in my mind, it's not the best thing I've ever did. In terms of having thousands of employees, and like, that's the best thing I ever did. Because when I turned 60 grand into 65 million, it was me. Which I like those kind of deals better. Me. <clears throat> this could very well, this is, I just got this a couple weeks ago. This could very well have come from any one of you a year from now or five years from now. I need to tell you this, my employer, because not everybody uses this to go out and make billions. Okay. <clears throat> I need to tell you this, my employer has expressed himself by telling me how extremely pleased he is with the work I do for him and he said he wishes that he had 60 employees uh, have the same work ethic as me. But what he doesn't know is that I expected, I expected the job and do the work like you have told me to do over the years. If I never would have met you, I never would have had the self-esteem to perform like I'm doing right now, and uh, that is the honest truth. We tear you down like in the military in the beginning of the seminar <coughs> to only build you up at the end. I'm not saying I was shy or afraid, laughing out loud, but you always believed in me and that made me stronger. Thanks, love, Blake. I've never given up on a mentee since 1993. I've had plenty give up, but I've never given up on one of you, or as they say here in Scotland, one of yous. And there'll be times where your metal's tested. How can I do this? How can I go forward? How can I accomplish this? And then when you set your objectives and your goals and we go through your QLA war plan, it's not an action plan, it's a fucking war plan because we're at war. And most of you in your lifetimes today, if you were at war, you'd all be fucking dead. Because in war you can't afford mistakes. And you make them every day. This I got... Five days ago, six days ago, another mentee, an uh, MD, a doctor MD, in the practice <laughs> medicine. My accomplishments, my name really starting to get out there, that's not important. Uh, it's definitely doing a number uh, to my confidence. This is a doctor who's got low self-esteem, okay? But challenges and problems, and in your weekly report you've got a section at the bottom. Challenges and problems. Uh, things are real good, Dan. The whole uh, merchant account uh, limit increase in issue, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, instead of trying to come up with some arbitrary problem dimension, I'd rather take a minute to say thank you. I really mean it. Words can't describe what a profound impact the Castle Seminar uh, and subsequent mentoring has had on me. Meeting you has been truly life-changing in ways I never imagined. My confidence and sense of self-worth are at an all-time high and I'm constantly expanding my perceived limits of uh, my abilities. Furthermore, not a day goes by where I don't think about the lessons you imparted on, these, on those days in Scotland 
and the message becomes stronger and, and clearer with each passing day. Brutal, brutally honest, yet extremely rewarding um, if one is willing to embrace it. The operative word there is if you're willing to embrace it. This guy came to the seminar last September. His income went from $75,000 a month, he wasn't poor, to $450,000 a month in five months. Now most of you would sign a deal with me right now for that. Because you're cunts. You got low expectations. Your mother fucked you up. And I know whose mother fucked most people up in this room just by looking at your sorry faces. Your culture fucked you up. Um, <clears throat> it's almost scary how well this stuff works when you, when you wrap your head around it. Case in point, one of my um, articulated goals, desires at the, summer, uh, at the seminar was to live in a luxury penthouse in Boston. Well, I went and looked at a couple of these yesterday and uh, the realtor, uh, multi-million dollar beauties, essentially I'm, uh, I'm comfortable and I can afford just six to seven months after attending the seminar. This would uh, be impossible had uh, you not dramatically altered my belief system in January. Excuse me, came in January, not, not even September. Again, scary how fast this stuff works, so thank you. Every weekly report you give me, you've got to give a self-assessment. Simon, what does that say? 50%. He only raised, with this kind of success, himself 50% out of 100. If he's had this kind of success, you cunts, what would you be rating yourself? Zero? You can't go in the minus. These weekly reports make you take a hard look at whether you really want to be a high-performance, super-successful person or not. Or you're just bullshitting yourself. Most of you are just bullshitting yourself. My main strength is taking responsibility and moving on. Yours is just the antithesis. Shutting responsibility. You manage your lives by silo management. Silo management is you're in a silo, and if you don't like the, the situation, you throw it out of the silo and hope it falls into somebody else's lap. Constant state of a vicious laser beam focus, alertness. You think you may be and I'm not talking about attention to detail. I'm talking about laser being focused on, 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 on the project. Quantum leap advantage success means fishing with nets, not just with lines. Put a net across the river, I drop a stick of dynamite in, kill all the fish, and the fish will fall into the net. Now, the net may not be considered politically correct, and the stick of dynamite for sure isn't considered politically correct, but it works. We come into this word born limitless. Then we get limiting beliefs. We're releasing, we should be releasing, not gaining emotional baggage. <laughs> what learned can be unlearned, fortunately for you. It's not easy though. Stay aware of limiting beliefs of others. Get in touch with your emotions and get mentors. Now, these are the main topics we're going to cover in various ways. And when I say get in touch with your emotions, I'm not talking about the touchy-feely bullshit. 
NLP in that shit. I'm not even going to ask you how many NLP people trained up. I don't want to get ill. That's a fucking waste of time. You might as well give yourself an enema. At least maybe for some of you, have a get off on it. Get in touch with your emotions because you, you should understand what makes you cry. I cry at John Wayne movies. I don't cry if he fell over dead here. I'd assess the situation, might not even try to give him, you know, help him. Fuck, you know, it's his time. Kids are not programmed for success. Nobody in this room is programmed for success. Because most of you are old enough, you should already be super successful. The good news is, it's not too late. You were programmed to be mediocre. You were programmed to be average. You were programmed to be an also-ran. And I've had mothers, daughters, sons, grandparents sitting around this room. And when I say that, the mother, the daughter looks at the mother, the mother looks at the dad, and they all shake their head yes. We are what we repeatedly do. And most of the stuff that you repeatedly do is shit. Again, I said, uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Or another way of putting it, you're the average of the five people you hang around with most and most of the people you hang around during your adolescent years are your parents. <coughs> show, oh, show me your friends and I will show you your future, okay? Just think about the, the nimrods that you hang with, that you chill. The high-performance people that I will talk about ad nauseum don't hang and they don't chill. Surround yourself with those that have the same mission as you. You surround yourself with cunts. So guess what, ergo, you're a cunt. It's that simple. And I have priests and nuns as mentees. And I talk the same way. And Sister Luce goes, <laughs> you know, praying for me. Is that, is that what your group looks like? Is that what your uh, team looks like? No. And it's a joke. Every time I read Mark's reports, I want to laugh. It's a fucking joke. Now this is, uh, I'm not gonna, this is the way, it's easy. You find an idea, you ramp it up, da da da, -da you exit. It's a simple program. How come so few people do it? This is what we're going to learn. And this, these are the seven steps that I, in retrospect, when I decided to start coaching 21 years ago, actually 22 years ago, and I didn't do my first seminar until May 91, excuse me, 93. These are the first, the, the, the things when I look back, <clears throat> how I, I, I did what I did. Creating your own personal foundation meaning it's, everything is beyond common sense. New rules mean no rules. Focus on the ends, not the means. Be passionate. Get comfortable. Number two, clarify your vision. Three, building the perception of success before you're successful. Four, creating your dream team. Five, 
your quantum leap action plan, which is growth, action plan, financing, internal growth, acquisition, and external growth. Pay yourself and directors employees first in creating your exit. I don't get involved in an industry <coughs> or a deal unless I already know how I'm going to exit. I'm not, I'm not trying to build a business for my kids. Strange times are these in which we live when old and young are taught falsehoods in school and the person that dares to tell the truth is called at once a lunatic and a fool. Plato said that a long time ago. Most of the stuff that you've learned about being a high performance person, a successful person, is bullshit. Not all of it is wrong, but most of it's bullshit. <clears throat> and all, almost all of it's wrong vis-a-vis <clears throat> -vis trying to make money. That, for sure, 100% is bullshit. Because virtually nobody that's teaching it has made any fucking money. Last count, I'm the only guy in 1993 and today in 2014 that made his money, then started coaching. I'm it. There isn't anybody else. People always ask me, Dan, can I have a balanced life? Yeah, I'm a real cunt. I need to, I need to know. Jack Welsh, who I have a great deal of admiration for, arguably the best CEO in the last hundred years, former CEO of um, GE, there's no such thing as work-life balance. There are work-life choices, and you make them, and they have fucking consequences. So those of you, not that you get a refund or anything, but those of you that are looking for work-life balance, please leave. It gives me more time to spend with the other people. The only man of the 500 Napoleon Hill interview to have almost total peace of mind, I took this 100 years ago to work-life balance, Burroughs, Edison, and Carnegie until he became obsessed with giving his money away. So out of 500 richest people on the planet, only three almost had peace of mind. Almost. It hasn't changed in the last 100 years. The more money you have, the more challenges you have, the more problems you have, the more headaches you have. The biggest headache and challenge is keeping it. And this is, the, this is, this is, your, this is these are your lives. I could put a little Asian face up there. I could put out, you know, anybody. Okay, this is you and your dreams. And this is your goals way down at this end of the road. This is one of the favorite slides that I use in people's life. You got your friends keeping you from it. You got just ordinary pessimists. You got your relatives. You got society. You got your own fucking guilt. And you got your own fear. No wonder so few people make it to their goals. Weak desires bring weak results, just as small amounts of fire um, makes a small amount of heat. Most, of, Although, when we sit down in private time, we talk about your goals and aspirations and what you want to do monthly, <coughs> etc. And uh, I can already tell by reading your material that most of your goals are weak at best. Weak at best. I don't, I, I'm not a, 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 a supporter of President Obama, but one thing I do support, he made big, audacious, bodacious goals to be the first black president. I mean, that's a big motherfucker. 
And for that, I tip my hat to him. I don't like his foreign policy or anything else, but for that, he had big cojones. I still remember telling my dad when Obama got elected. Uh, he said, no fucking way. A black president in my lifetime? I said, yeah, dad. Fucking way. Obama didn't play it safe. He's playing it safe now, unfortunately. He's not doing the same things he did to get elected. Okay, make the big, bold decision of play it safe and stay where you are. Okay, you're here, so you're not staying where you are. So you made, you made a big decision. We are brought in innocent to this life, and life happens. Most info given ref success is wrong unless you are lucky enough, which is questionable, uh, to have a high performer wealth creators as parents. Now, I'm not going to ask you, but we'll talk about it, how many people think they have high performance parents. From looking at your background, the answer is zero. You may think differently, but zero. Because if you think they're high performance people, then you got a problem. And I'm not saying Donald Trump is a, uh, should be uh, your idol, but unless you Trump's your parent, or Rockefeller, or uh, the King of Saudi Arabia, or somebody, you don't have high performance parents. Bless you. Bless you. People ask me, I mentioned it last night at dinner, Dan, you have to be a warrior like a Spartan to, to be a high performance person and use KLA. I'm not, I answered it last night, uh, no, but it helps. It helps, it certainly helps. But, and there's a great theory about, is it nurture or nature? Can you be like these guys or these guys to just nature, just happenstance, serendipity, genes, DNA, or is it through nurturing, you know, being raised? Etc. And they've had studies where they take two twins and they put one in the ghetto and they put one. You've, you've seen all those, okay? And the one that is in the ghetto turns out normally to be a ghetto person. Uh, and that's why it's such a, a miracle that I came from the barrio and I live here. Okay, you've seen the pictures on my website. I believe it's nurturing, but there are some people that were born with certain DNA that it's easier to nurture. Is self-confidence something that you're born with, or is it taught and developed, and it's a classic issue? I think it's, uh, it, you can't be born with it. Uh, I think it's how you're trained. See, this is you. But when I look at me, I see this. And funny enough, there I am, when I'm a little kid, with a line on my back. This, this isn't Photoshop. This is from 1959. I was 13 years old. Do I look scared? Do I look happy? My parents did some things right. My mother's over here panicking. Oh, back here, you can't see her. And my dad took the picture. And I'll tell you a whole story. This is Jackie the Fifth. You know Metro Golden Mayor, the big line that goes, Arr! at the beginning of the movies? 
That's the next big Jackie the Lion from the 50s and 60s. And to serendipity, my dad knew the owner from the Depression, and he had a, a jungle compound place out outside Los Angeles. And uh, uh, as a kid, uh, I got taken out there. But I'm not afraid of animals. Now, I was with a, uh, um, a Tanzanian uh, Maasai warrior for dinner a few weeks ago. And he and I shared stories. Same thing. Killing animals with bowie knives like I have. Getting run over by a buffalo like I have. And him, he's got a big scar on his neck like this where a lion tried to chunk, take a chunk out of his neck. He says, Mr. Pena, you're a Maasai warrior. Things that bother you don't bother me. Dating back to this. Now, would your parents let you do that? No. Just think about it. The odds are your mother would have never allowed you to get underneath that lion, that uh, two-year-old lion. Logic will get you from A to Z. Imagination will get you everywhere. Einstein, <laughs> birds born in a cage think flying is an illness. Most of you were born in a cage. And for sure, your parents were born in a cage. In fact, your parents had a chain on their ankle. I've been accused of being a cult leader by parents. Your parents calling me up, calling me a fucking cult leader. Leave my child alone! Let him go! What the fuck? Can you believe that? If I'm a cult leader, I ought to be making a lot more money doing this shit, and I don't make any money doing this. But it's made me think about it. I could change the model, you know? <laughs> Have y'all drink Kool-Aid and kill yourselves? And the reason why you're so fucked up, read it. Desperate to fit in. You're all desperate to fit in. I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm uh, black, I'm Asian. I'm this. Uh, I, I, I'm from the wrong part of Germany. I'm not from uh, Bavaria. All kind of reasons. You're desperate to fit in. And you're desperate to fit in, YouTube, you fucking cunts, because you lack self-esteem, you lack self-confidence, and you got no fucking balls. And it's your parents' fault. See, the... GNP, you all want gross national happiness. <laughs> and if you think I'm happy every day, you're full of shit. I'm not. And you can, see, I'm going to tell you something now that's over. You didn't know I was sick yesterday, did you? I was very ill. Did I look ill? Did I sound ill? Because a professional does what he has to do even when he doesn't want to fucking do it. I could have just as easy skipped dinner last night. Do I look sick now? I still am. But I'm not a cunt. When I tell you I'm going to get something fucking done, I get it fucking done. No matter what. And when you're recruiting your dream teams, if you sell with that passion, you'll have more deals than you know what to do with. 
Again, although I, I wish I could uh, forget mercy and, and be ruthless, because I'm really a 17th century manager myself. That's what I believe in. But, you know, uh, but failure is not an option, basically, to the Spartans back then. And when I was in Sparta a few years ago, and I stood on the big fucking hill, you can ask Sally. She says, like, a, a glow came over me. I've been here. I have fucking been here. And I slaughter these cocksuckers by the thousands. I love watching 300, the movie, because that's me. I could, I could just as easily whip the, I mean, that's me. This is the last one for this morning. I'm going to end on a high note. Okay, please read it. Self-pity is an opiate by Napoleon Hill. The most insidious problem with drugs is that the human body develops a tolerance for them and requires larger and larger doses to achieve the same effect. The same is true with self-pity. The more you allow yourself to indulge in it, the more you will require. Soon, self-pity will become a habit, one so debilitating that you will rob yourself of all the potential you possess. Happily, there is a cure. If you truly analyze the situation, most often you will find that the problems that have driven you to pity yourself are mostly of your own creation. It follows then that the best person to remedy the problem is the person who created it, you, yourself. I, the only thing I disagree with there with Napoleon Hill is it's not most, all of the things that you pity yourself over, you created with the help of your parents. Everybody in this room has had pity for themselves at one time in their life. My, I, I, people say, have you ever been depressed? I say no. And my <coughs> wife reminds me, in 1976, she came home. I'm already successful, matching Mercedes, one and two penny in the driveway, rolls from Frank Lloyd Wright, type house, and I'm sitting on the spiral staircase drinking Jack. Jack Daniels was my preferred drug at the time. And my great Danes were licking the tears off my face. And uh, my wife comes home, na 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 you know. And um, the, uh, what's wrong? And I said, you know, I'm 31 years old. I'm almost 31 years old, and I'm not 10% into my goals that I want to accomplish at 40. Something's, and I'm already making buku money. Something, something ain't right. I don't know what it is there, but I got to do something. I, I, there's never no way I'm going to reach those goals by the time I'm 40. And so I decided, I said, uh, I had never been to a seminar before. I decided I needed to go see somebody. So I went to see uh, Dennis Waitley, The Psychology of Winning, first seminar I ever attended. <clears throat> and I was impressed with him, and I went up afterwards. And uh, Dennis is now retired down in Mexico someplace. And uh, I said, uh, he, we had similar backgrounds. He was about 10 years older than I am. He was a former uh, West Pointer Naval Academy. I said, who taught you all this stuff? And I said, well, my mentor is a guy named Jim Newman. Jim Newman. Release your brakes. So I went directly to the horse's mouth. And I went to Jim. And I went to the very next seminar he had. April 1976, and I asked him to be my mentor, and he was my mentor for 25 years. 
He was my mentor for 25 years until he died, until he passed away. He passed away on 4th of July, of all days. But he showed me, and we'll talk a lot about that. Now, this is kind of a, a mini summary of what kind of stuff we're talking about. And if you notice, well, I haven't mentioned how you go get money. I haven't mentioned any of that shit. Why haven't I mentioned it, guys? Because it doesn't mean a fucking thing. I had an old lady sit right about where you are years ago. She was an old lady from uh, San Diego. Where's the beef? There used to be a commercial on television. Where's the beef? In the hamburgers? Where's the beef, Mr. Pena? I said, take it easy, old timer. Keep your knickers on. We'll get to the beef soon enough. Because unless you can understand all this, you don't have the ability to get the money. You don't have the ability to show self-confidence uh, to, um, to the bankers, to the lawyers, etc. Okay? Okay, YouTubers, we'll see you later.